So we are back for some Star Trek Picard, and uh, I gotta say, by the way, guys, I know all of you guys are gonna complain in the comment section that, you know, Fire and Blood! We did release a latest Fire and Blood, it's on my channel, Preston put it up on uh, social media as well, so if you're not following Preston on social media, on his Facebook or Twitter pages, please do that. Uh, Preston, what is it again? It's uh, Sweet Robin 32,000? <laughs> Sweet Robin 9,000? Preston Jacobs is Sweet Robin 9,000? On Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that Facebook as well? Uh, Facebook, I'm just Preston Jacobs, the sweet Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And, uh, oh, I forgot. Real quick, yo, <laughs> you got me demonetized. Kind of, not really, not your fault. You didn't really yeah. do anything. What the fuck? YouTube, YouTube, and you got demonetized too, right? I got demonetized for, for using the literal use of bundle of sticks, uh, for, um, because... When describing this battle, I used the literal use of bundle of sticks, and they demonetized my video. Yeah, I got I got hit because Preston said end worlders. Well, see, now that you've worlders? said it, it's, you might get you can make it de demonetized again. I I highly well, this is going on your fucking channel. I just want to make that clear, so you oh. worry about that. But Preston said end worlders, but I didn't hear the e in there, or and the d was like almost not. But like it's funny. Audible? It's funny that 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 the the, the um, cause, but that's the that's already the censored term, right? right. So I don't I don't. Dude, it's I weird don't that know. they demonetize for the censored term. I don't know. Like they demonetize me, and I'm like, what happened? Why? And they're like, oh, because Preston said, or someone in your the, the in the video, someone said the n word. I'm like, they did when? We're talking about Game of Thrones. When does that? But, they, pop but, up? but saying literally the n word is not. Is not I know it's fucking it's YouTube's bullshit AI. And it wasn't. It was end world. But uh. but you didn't say end. You said end. I'd whatever. Fuck YouTube. Well, because yeah, because human beings slur when they talk. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that I slurred. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I got it all sorted out. But I just thought it was ridiculous. So we gotta we gotta watch out with bundle of sticks and end world uh, yeah. in the in the future. But uh, guys, welcome back to our uh, Star Trek Picard conversation. We were supposed to record this yesterday, and I noticed the moment I'm like, hey Preston, you want to record some Star Trek? Red Letter mm -hmm. Media just came out with their Star Trek. It's an hour of it, of them bashing on it again. Yeah, yeah, but I almost feel bad for him because it's like Rich Evans is clearly like both of them don't like the show that much, but Rich Evans is much more balanced on it versus mm. Mike. Like Rich, like Mike will be like, "This doesn't make sense," and then Rich Evans is like, "No, like that was explained. Like it's this, you know." Yeah, like, and before we do start. And, I got to give a shout out to YouTuber Lore Reloaded. Um, I don't know this guy, but he has a great video called Trekkies Debates, addressing criticism of Star Trek Picard. And in oh. his thumbnail, it's uh, Rich and Mike, and he's clearly uh, taking some of the criticism they lobbed at Star Trek Picard, and he's countering them with things in the actual show. So that's a definite watch if you're a Star right. Trek fan and you want to like do that. He even cites one of uh, the counters you made in regards to um, the Federation and slave labor with the episode Author Author. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, they're they're trying very hard, and keep in mind they're they're still stuck in that TNG mentality. They're still stuck in that Picard doesn't like kids thing, and and they mention yes, characters are are, are allowed to change, but shouldn't we see the change? Well, yes, we should, but they didn't. Ha the only time we had was was in movies, and the movies are all action oriented. So mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't another series for Picard to be in, but. 
Um, they were trying, and this is funny coming from me because a lot of people accuse me of trying too hard to bash Game of Thrones when 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 I did the the season the season watches with um, with you know Brandon, Sweet Robin, and, and Chad, and you know. But I, I I kind of felt that the, those were more fish in a bucket, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like this, they really seem to be searching for reasons to bash the show, um, the, you know, over the top. And keep in mind, yeah, you know, they they really put Next Generation on a pedestal, and so. Oh yeah, yeah, I, but it's nostalgia. They're they're looking at Next Generation with nostalgia goggles. It's been 30 years. Like, let Picard as a character, like, change. Let Trek mm-hmm. change. Come on. Well, uh, we start episode five, Stardust City Rag. Uh, in a flashback, Seven of Nine, Mercy kills Itcheb, a fellow former mm. Borg drone saved by Voyager after his Borg implants have been ripped out by the black market dealer B- Bajazzle? Yeah, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny because the... the uh, I had for, I'd seen all of Voyager, but I'd, I'd weirdly forgotten Icheb as a character uh, until, like, I was like, wait, he's supposed to be somebody. And then I Googled it. And I was like, oh, Icheb. Okay. Um, and it was an interesting theory that's, that Mike from, from uh, Red Letter Media had on why they so graphically uh, uh, took out his eye and everything. But I don't know. I, I, think, they, they, I think that was just a coincidence that they were trying to... So the, 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 he, the actor, they, they switched actors for each of They didn't use the original actor. Mm-hmm. Because the original actor went on Twitter and, and posted a bunch of horrible stuff defending Kevin Spacey. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is so random. I also noticed they replaced the guy for Bruce Maddox originally. I'm assuming he defended Kevin Spacey as well? No, no. The guy that, 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 that was doing Bruce Maddox, he just doesn't look the part anymore. As, mm. he grew, as he grew older, he grew goofier looking. And so he's still around. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He's still, he's still an actor. Right, but he, he doesn't act much anymore. And he just kind of like, he's, he's, he's alive and well. He just kind of looks goofy. And he's a goofy old man now. Um, so they got, they got a new, like more fitting the role of, of down and out professor type, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, no. So the, uh, so one of the, one of the people that Kevin Spacey, um, sexually assaulted, uh, is a, is a actor on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, really? Yeah. And so the actor that played Icheb, like responded to this guy, to the guy on, from Discovery, who got assaulted by Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. and said, "You used a whole bunch of bad language, and you know, and and uh, accused him of lying and saying that Kevin Spacey is great, and it, it did not go over well. And so the writers are the same writers, so they did not ask the guy to return. Right, that that would make and sense. He's, and he's probably, I mean, the guy probably like got himself banned from all." Um, Star Trek conventions ever, which is which is a big money thing, you know. Yeah, I would assume so. Um, in the present, the La Serena arrives at Free Cloud, where Rafi discovers that Maddox is being held prisoner by Bajazzle. I, I, I hate that name. Bajazzle. But that whatever. Who intends to sell him to the Tal Shiar? Picard's crew yeah. plan to recover Maddox by staging a prisoner exchange with Seven and her Borg implants as bait. When Bajazzle recognizes Seven, Seven drops the charade and reveals her true intention to kill Bajazzle to avenge Icheb. Picard yeah. persuades Seven to relent, and Maddox is safely recovered and beamed to the Lost Serena. 
Afterwards, Seven returns to Free Cloud and kills B- Bajazzle without Picard's knowledge. In Sickbay, Maddox tells Picard that he knows about Soji and Dodge, explaining that he sent them to Earth and the artifact in order to discover the true motive behind the synthetic's ban. After Picard mm. leaves them alone, Gerardi tearfully murders Maddox, saying, If you'd seen what I saw, you... yeah... Uh, meanwhile, Raffi tries to reconnect with her strange son, Gabriel, who is married and expecting a child, a Romulan woman, but is rebuffed and returns to the Lost Serena. So, yeah. um, I have to ask. Um, by the way, uh, for those of you wondering this, I'm just reading the synopsis on the Wikipedia Star Trek Picard. Um, I have to ask you, though. I- I've never seen Voyager. I've seen some episodes here and there. Mm. I'm vaguely <clears throat> familiar with Seven of Nine. But I have to ask in regards to her character here. It did yeah. seem like she had somewhat of a relationship with um, the black market woman. Uh, is she? Is is it? Is it hinted that she's a lesbian? Because this wouldn't be the first time we've seen a lesbian or a lesbian relationship on Star Trek per se. I remember in Deep Space Nine. Um, no, I mean in in, in Star Trek Voyager, uh, Seven of Nine has one romantic relationship and it's it's with uh it's with a it's with a male so Mm. i mean we don't know anything about it but she at the end of the series she begins a romantic relationship with chakotay the first officer gotcha which they never mention again or whatever well we've seen this before like in deep space nine um uh jadzia dax uh has like a lesbian kiss with with another woman so like i'm like i was just wondering if you know because I'm, I'm actually surprised in the 90s they well, did with that Jadzia, stuff. with Jadzia Dax, like, and, and, and Esri Dax, like, it's kind of a cop-out because, so because the Dax symbiont mm. uh, is, has been in men before, she has all of these romantic memories of these other of these other attractions. Right, but so I, even, I, would, I would argue that's, yeah. a, that's an asterisk next to the whole thing. Like, yeah, it still yeah, counts. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of, yeah. My, my other question about Seven of Nine and the Borg in general is when, when we talk about things, whether it's a virus or, or uh, uh, robots that assimilate people, um, sometimes that's uh, certain things are usually explained or you kind of just get the gist of it. Um, this is going to sound a bit, I don't know, you know, mature, but um, how does the whole Borg thing work when it, in regards to assimilating females? I've actually been kind of wondering this just randomly, just out of the blue. Like, yeah. you know, because if you're going to assimilate females or even other species, don't the Borg have to kind of account for certain bodily fun- functions? I, I mean, I don't know how, like... Or do they remove, like, those certain organs? I mean, they might remove certain organs, and they might, like, have little machines that deal with it all. I mm. mean, I don't, know how, I don't know how Borg poop, and I don't know how <laughs> Borg menstruate. And right. I don't know, you know, how Borg pee. Like... There might be some sort of gizmo that deals with it. They might remove all of that. It's it's hard to say. Uh, maybe Borg women don't have you know vaginas and mm. uteruses. I don't know. Maybe there's a Borg hysterectomy. I have no idea. Um, I would if, love for if, someone who like probably because there's someone in the comments section who probably read a book on it. If someone in the comments <laughs> section knows, please so, put it in so there. So this is this is the difference between Star Trek extended universe and star wars extended universe so star wars extended universe has always um i mean it's always kind of darker and less funny than than regular star wars because star wars has a lot of comedy in it Mm -hmm. but you know they they tend not to go for super crazy ideas Mm. like they don't kill anybody off you know they they they're not going to build like 
it would be rare to come up with, you know, a star killer base, even though there's there's other plots in the Star Wars books that have like a laser that can also destroy planets, but they're not going to go super large. Mm -hmm. They would never, you know, um, with the exception of maybe the Dark Empire books, which were pretty bold, Dark Empire comics. But the thing about Star Trek Extended Universe books is they're all nuts. They're all fucking crazy. Really? They're all, well, depends on the author. Like William Shatner, like like the ones he wrote are just like ridiculous. Like... Like the Borg and the Romulans like team up and resurrect uh, Captain Kirk from the dead, and you're like, what? <laughs> like that's the fuck? It's actually, a, it's actually a plot of one of the books. Yeah, and it, so they tend to be they tend to go pretty crazy out there. A lot of the books. I mean, some of them are 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 well grounded, and then some of them they like they like to wrap up plot lines that were not wrapped up in the in the. In the show, they like to throw in the Borg and the Romulans a lot, mm-hmm. um, which are already extreme characters. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, you might you might find a book that discusses that kind of stuff, but uh, Star Trek extended universe books, I don't I don't know if they're as as loved as some Star Wars extended universe books. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the Thrawn trilogy kind of revived Star Wars. And I don't really think there's a Star Trek book that kind of revived Star Trek. Because it, yeah, I feel I mean, like Star Trek kind of went off, like, the cliff a little bit after Enterprise. You can find a few that are genius. Uh, you know, just like any any medium. But I will say that... Um, I would say that they're mostly pretty bad. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd say that about most Star Wars books, if they're mostly bad. Um there's a few I mean, ones some, that are pretty some, awesome. Some Star Trek books are really good, but I think they're mostly bad. Well, yeah. no. Well, the reason I bring it up is because I'm just so like fascinated with the whole like Borg thing. Since this woman is going after these Borg implants, I think it's kind of hinted at that she wants like cybernetic implants or something to enhance or prolong her life. I oh, I thought she was just selling them. Is is she just selling them like Borg technology yeah. on the black market? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of like uh, the beginning of um, of Spider Man Homecoming, right? Michael Keaton's oh, character. Oh yeah, like, he's selling, selling the Chitari. Chitari tech. I think mm-hmm. I think it's similar that she's selling Borg tech, and the Romulans are sitting on a whole freaking cube. <laughs> right, and, and I will say, like I I do like it when when certain uh, series uh, kind of address this t- sort of thing. For example, in the television show The Strain. The vampire virus kind of solves the whole thing because in True Blood and in Twilight, you know, they have everything intact. There's a scene in The Strain where this rock star gets infected with the vampire virus. And there's a scene where he goes to the bathroom and obviously you don't see it, but he's urinating. And after he's done, his his penis just falls into the toilet because he's uh, becoming a vampire. He doesn't need that anymore, you know? Oh. Yeah. They kind of go into that. So... I mean, we don't we don't know we don't know how regular people on Star Trek poo, so let let alone like how Seven of Nine would poo. <laughs> I mean, we you're never in the middle of a battle, and then somebody in Star Trek is like, "I need to use the can." Like it's we vaguely know about sonic showers, but no one has ever talked about how people on Star Trek poo. The one thing I will say that that is somewhat consistent with multiple series I've seen is that everybody complains about the replicator and how bad the food is. <laughs> yeah, in this episode they mentioned that he replicated all the ingredients so he could make chocolate chip cookies. That's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah. 
But besides the uh, the villain's name being ridiculous, the episode was 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 fun. Was a little silly, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah, it, it was relying on. Um, people used to criticize actually uh, Buffy and Angel about this: is that they spend years establishing a character a certain way just so they can shock everyone when the character does something completely out of character. Um, you know, for instance, for years and years and years, Buffy's mentor is this like paragon of, of morality. And then you find out that he's, he, he's trying to like kill Spike or something. And, and you're like, what? That character would never do that. And it's done for shock reason, right? Mm. It's the same as Seven of Nine. Like the Seven of Nine that we saw in this episode is absolutely nothing like the Seven of Nine from, from, uh, from Voyager. In any way. Well, I think it goes into that. Like, when, when the whole Romulus uh, situation goes down, she joins the Fenris Rangers. Yeah. And uh, I guess she starts to see the galaxy uh, or a lawless part of the, the galaxy for what it is. And I guess that changes her. That's the, how I, I came across the reason yeah, for yeah. her behavior I mean, now. I, I accept it. I thought she was going to be doing something like rescuing ex-Borg or something. Something that related to her. Mm-hmm. It's strange because her being a ranger doesn't really relate to anything. Like, what connects her to the neutral zone um, between Romulan and, and Federation space? Nothing, really. Um, yeah, that was random. Like, you, you, you'd you think she would be a scientist or she would be off rescuing Borg. Like, she would be doing something that Hugh would be doing. Like, Hugh doing what he's doing makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exactly what someone like Hugh would be doing. Helping other Borg you know, the best he can. That, 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 that you know, that's a fantastic thing. It would be, it's odd that, that Seven of Nine has suddenly become, you know, badass lawkeeper in the wild, wild west. Yeah. But, I, and, and I got to say, like, it's almost as though they didn't have enough money in the budget to keep her around that long. Or there's, maybe they're saving her for season two. But she just shows up for one episode and then just fucks off. Like what's Yeah, and and and, it, and it's odd. It's odd that's not part of the plot. Like the plot is about Borg. Like how is she not part of this plot? It's 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 almost like it's almost kind of like the White Walkers in the books, right? Like it's a thing, but it's kind of a thing like in the back. And that's kind of how they're treating the Borg in Star Trek Picard. Like it's like right now the main plot is uh, we got to find the androids, something about a synthetic ban. Uh, the Romulans yeah. are up to something. There's a secret subsect of the Tal Shiar, the Zant Vash. They want these two girls. And Bruce Maddox mm-hmm. is like a target, and we got to go help him or find out what's going on with him. And, you know, stuff like that. And, oh, by the way, Borg is here, too, in the back. So just, you know, right. so everybody knows. I It's almost, it was almost like they, they only brought this woman here, the the actress for Seven of Nine, just to put her in the trailer so everybody's just hyped for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, you remember the Dyson Sphere episode of... of TNG? The next TNG, mm-hmm. right? Scotty has nothing to do with the plot. Like, he has nothing to do with the plot at all. He's just kind of there. He's just there. They just find him on the Dyson Sphere, caught in a... In a the tractor, in a, uh, not in the a tractor. tractor beam loop. Yeah, the, the, uh, no the, the transporter thing, yeah. Yeah, but the plot, the plot of the episode is they find a Dyson Sphere, they go inside, and then they have to figure out how to get out, right? Like, that's the plot of it. But, and then Scotty's there for no reason, just to make a cameo. 
and the character of Rafi. I so she's an she's a drug addict or an alcoholic. Uh, she's both. Okay. Yeah. You would think in the far future where you know Federation Paradise whatever, you would think that they would come up with a way to eliminate addiction. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, I understand that in the Gene Roddenberry communist utopia, that kind of stuff has been eliminated. And now, all of a sudden, it's back. Like, poverty was eliminated, and clearly poverty is back. Yes, addiction was definitely eliminated, and now addiction is back. Racism <laughs> and xenophobia was supposedly eliminated, and yes, it's back. It's all back, you know. But it, it's supposed to, it's supposed to, the fall of the Federation is supposed to mirror, you know, the fall of America right now, right? Really? Like we were so, oh, clearly that's what they're making this statement about, right? That we had such this pure idea of how America was becoming this great, you know, multicultural utopia where, you know, we care about other countries and, you know, and, and refugees and, and democracy and things were getting better. And now... We just kind of believe that America has fallen and is fucked, right? You know? I was going to say something in regards to Rome because there's a lot of, like, Roman things going on. The Romulan, the Romulus, Remus, Fenris, the wolf. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of Roman stuff going on here, so, eh? I mean, it's all that, that um, decline paradigm, right? It's just interesting that it's the Federation. Um, because the Federation is the ultimate example of perfect utopian, you know, massive, I don't want to say empire because it's not an empire, but massive, like, you know, uh, territory. And now it seems to be in, in a, going into a period of decline, which is weird. But, but is it though? Weird. Because I, I will say in the episodes I've seen uh, uh, of TNG and Deep Space Nine, and even um, the, some of the original series, yeah. all the captains seem to have this like, like Shakespearean view of what the Federation is and is supposed to represent. And then every other episode, they're always let down <laughs> by some quote unquote rogue admiral or some like super secret yeah. subsector. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not weird in the in the logical sense or in in you know if you actually look at the human condition sense. It's weird in the in the Gene Roddenberry uh, thematic sense of what Star Trek is supposed to be, and but you know if you're gonna if you're Gene Roddenberry's vision was limited, so I I, I completely accept moving on. But um, you know people from Red Letter Media will say, oh no, you've ruined Star Trek, and now it's just like any other um, lame, edgy sci-fi in the future which which does the same thing and you're like okay maybe um but i don't know i don't, I, I think it was needed for star trek mm -hmm. you know we we didn't want another tng voyager kind of show and uh the last thing i want to discuss in regards to episode five was uh dr Girardi, who had a relationship mm. with bruce maddox and she yeah. ends up killing him because if you'd yeah. seen what i saw yeah um so again, this is like establishing a character one way just so that you can be shocked when the character does the exact opposite, right? Mm. <laughs> like she's this nervous, uh, innocent kind of woman and then you're establishing that she's in a relationship with Bruce Maddox and then you make her a cold-hearted killer. Well, I guess not cold-hearted. She felt bad about it. But 
You make her into a murderer. But what what the hell could they have shown her? Like like I mean, and who showed her what? I I mean so they they believe that the Romulans believe or the the Tal Shiar Romulans believe that Soji is the destroyer and that you know synthetic life will destroy regular life. And so I I imagine they showed her something on why Soji is would lead to the end of life. I, I, I assume that it has something to do with the Borg, that once you combine her synthetic technology with Borg technology, which, you know, Borg assimilates, I imagine once you combine those two, then you'd, be, you'd create something so horrible or success, the Borg would just be so successful that the Borg would just take the entire galaxy or something. I imagine it's something like that. What's the theory going on that the Romulans somehow made the Borg? Yeah, it's either... There's a theory that the Romulans originally made the Borg, but it doesn't quite work because the Borg are not synthetics, okay? They're cyborgs. And so that 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 doesn't quite work. It's not synthetic life. It's life, you know, with machinery on top of it. And there's a big difference. Between um, and so the other theory is that that you know Soji's going to become like a new Borg queen or something, uh, or, and that she'll she'll somehow change the Borg into something uh, you know horrible that'll destroy the. But that that latter theory doesn't quite explain why the ancient Romulans would be against synthetic life. Well, maybe the um, ancient Romulans that were the ones who created the Borg in the Delta Quadrant had a war kind of lost and they fled into the beta quadrant where they i think aren't aren't they in the beta quadrant now the romulus star empire the, the romulan the romulans are in the beta quadrant right so maybe that's what happened and that's and the subsecret sector of the zat vash is the one who's supposed are the ones who are supposed to keep a tab on this throughout the galaxy no matter what yeah yeah and i wonder about these visions of the future do they just have time travelers you know or are they really just going with this like mystical oh yeah visions of the future i forgot time travel was a thing in, in the star trek <laughs> time travel is a big thing <laughs> yeah and, and so is like the mirror universe oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh fuck. Mirror universe time, time travel yes it, it all happens gets, gets a little complicated um for episode six the impossible box <clears throat> soji is experiencing a recurring dream for her childhood of, of time where she finds her mm. father in a lab with orchards or, or orchids uh, aboard the La Serena, Gerardi explains to Picard that the injuries Maddox sustained were too much, so his heart failed. Picard, Picard informs Gerardi and Elnor that Soji was sent to the artifact. While researching the artifact, Picard experiences painful memories when he was Locutus of Borg. Aboard the artifact, yeah. Narek enters his own quarters to find his sister confronting him about progress with Soji. But he believes that exploring Soji's dream will reveal the location of her homeworld. On the La mm. Serena... Picard convinces Rafi to get him Federation diplomatic credentials so the Romulans will let him meet with Hugh, the project's director. Soji begins scanning her belongings and finds that all of them are no older than 37 months. But Picard beams to the artifact and meets with Hugh. Soji scans all her belongings and learns that everything is only three years old. Narek takes her to the Romulan temple aboard the cube so she can explore her dream, while his sister mm -hmm. is secretly monitoring the room. During the meditation, yeah. Soji sees that her father's face is blurred in the dream and also sees herself as a doll. When she looks up, she sees two red moons and a stormy sky. That is enough for Narek and his sister to start looking for her planet. As Narek tries to kill Soji, 
She uses her enhanced strength to escape and meets Picard and Hugh. Hugh takes Picard and Soji to the Borg Queen's chambers, which has emergency transportation device that can reach that can reach for tens of thousands of light years. Romulan guards yeah. try to stop them, but Elnor appears and kills them before staying behind with Hugh to hold off the pursuers. By the way, that 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 trans warp um, like portal in the cube actually plugs a lot of plot holes in Star Trek. Oh, um, so one thing that they never really explained. <clears throat> that um, so there's in first contact, I believe you it's revealed that Picard had met the Borg Queen before, mm. but everyone's like, How is that possible? Because his cube was destroyed. Like, so how did the Borg Queen get from that cube and then escape and then end up on this other cube? And the answer is, you know. A, a transwarp portal door in the cube. There's also in the de- in Voyager in the Delta Quadrant, they find Borg, human Borgs, Romulan Borgs, who were assimilated during the Best of Both Both Worlds episode. And everyone's like, how did they end up in the Delta Quadrant if they were assimilated by the cube that Locutus was on and then was destroyed? Like it, none of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, having transwarp portals in the middle of the cube would finally explain all of this sort of stuff but so so does every board cube have like a chamber of the queen apparently yeah that that people that can be used to to transport borg across the galaxy instantaneously huh so yeah yeah i know so there, there's a planet called wolf 359 and it gets assimilated uh in Best of Both Worlds, the, the Locutus episode of Star Trek, of Star Trek The Next Generation. And then Voyager runs into these people off in the Delta Quadrant. And everyone's like, how did they end up all the way out here? Because people are like, oh, I was assimilated you know, at, at Wolf 359. And it's like, what? Like, you were assimilated in the Alpha Quadrant, and then that cube was destroyed. But apparently they assimilate people, throw them through the portal, and send them to other places. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah. Weird stuff. So, okay, like I said, the episode, a lot of it, nothing really happens, and obviously Picard has uh, PTSD here, and I do like yeah. him and the whole Hugh thing. That was kind of cool. But um, And I, and I, li- I liked how they snuck onto the cube. I thought the little, I thought her, her interaction with the Starfleet officer woman was, like, fine. I thought that was a clever way to get onto the cube. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought his interaction with Hugh and the PTSD was fine. But you're right that not much happens in the video. I mean, in the, uh, in the episode. The Romulan guy, like, has to betray Soji. And it seems to be a little hard for him, you know? But, yeah, it's weird. I'm so kind of glad that we're so fucking done with this goddamn plot of Narek and Soji. Because it dragged on way too long. Yeah, I mean, it. I feel like they 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 just needed to remind her us that she was still a character, mm. and and that you know we we hired this actress, we want to put her in some episodes and stuff like that, you know. But you're right that nothing much was going on. They tried to establish you know some love between them, some sexual tension. I I would say they they only moderately were successful in that, you know. Yeah, um, and and I got to say I'm, I'm getting annoyed with Narex's sister like I don't she's she's trying yeah, to yeah I almost feel like there's more sexual tension between <laughs> Narek and his sister than the than Lannisters between, here what's going between, on between between Narek and 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 Soji 
But what, whatever the case, you know. Yeah, we've got a Lannister situation going on here. And she's just getting so annoying at this point. It's like, I get it. You're a bad guy. And you have to be like the femme fatale bad guy. Yeah. I get it. It's just, it's just getting so... The whole Borg Cube thing is really not getting us a lot of the answers that I want. And it's kind of getting on my nerves. And I, I don't want to say that's because I'm, I'm super impatient. But at the same time, they teased us in the Star Trek Picard trailer months ago that... All right, we got Borg, we got Seven of Nine, we got all this cool stuff coming back, and mm. we're six episodes in, and I kind of know what's happening, and we're 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 we're, we're past the halfway mark. There's ten episodes. No, I mean there's a six. there's a lot of there's a lot of unanswered questions, like a lot. Like it, this is more of a mystery arc than anything else. Like like a lot of things. Like I don't even understand the premise. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand why why the Federation. <laughs> like abandoned rescuing the Romulans. Like it doesn't even really, I, I still don't understand what happened on Utopia Planitia on Mars. Like we still haven't gotten all of those answers. Um, and, and it's not like Watchmen where every episode presents a mystery, but it answers one and presents a new one, which was satisfactory. It keeps me coming back for more and wanting to know yeah. more, but it it's also more like they've forgotten about a mystery that, that they introduced. Right. And they go on a side quest to have, Picard put on a French accent, even though he's French. <laughs> they must, they must ironically know how, like they must know how ridiculous that is. Like that must be ironic, right? I, like, I, I would assume so, but Picard I... <laughs> putting on a French accent, like he's French. I don't, like how can he put on a French accent? Right. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and, and I think you're right here. Like. Where the Mandalorian was this essentially an entire season of him just going on random jobs and side quests. This also kind yeah. of feels every now and then like a, like a series of side quests. You know, we have to stop at Free Cloud for like a thing. And we have to stop at, uh, hmm. at uh, Vashti for a thing as well. And oh, look, we picked up a, a companion. And look, we picked up another companion, but only for an episode. And it's... Yeah. Okay. It's... it's. Eh? I guess... I'd be fine if, if what's funny is you, this is only a 10 episode season, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of know that they're not going to tie everything up because it's just too many things. Yeah. Like if this were the beginning of a, if this were a 25 episode season, I'd be like, well, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of stuff to go, but we've got a lot, we've got a whole season ahead of us. We don't have that much time. We really don't. We have four episodes left and I still right. kind of don't know what's going on. Right, I don't, I don't know why the Romulans are trying to help free people from the Borg. I don't know where the Romulans live. I don't know what's gone on with the Romulan Empire. Like Romulus is, and Remus are blown up, but how's the Empire doing? Like a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, I hope yeah. they get into it, but but instead, I I learn about you know somebody's estranged son and his Romulan wife, you know? <laughs> I kind of feel like they bait and switched us because once again, the trailer is really like, you know, ramping up. We got Seven of Nine. She's only in it for one mm -hmm. episode. We got, you know, a synthetics thing going on. Kinda. It, it's still it's still under wraps and yeah. we haven't been explained that yet. We got this whole thing with these quote-unquote destroyer twin chicks who are Data's daughters somehow. Yeah, that's kind of not really explained, but the Borg is back, kind of. I, mean, I was really disappointed with Bruce Maddox getting killed so quickly. Yo, there's there's this huge story, like what happened between Measure of a Man and that episode. Like, there's 
There's decades of interesting things that Bruce Maddox was doing and researching. And, and, and what was he doing? Did, did, he, did, he, did he ever take apart before? Did he, did he take apart lore? Like, I don't know. And instead he's dead. And the other woman, she's not talking very much. But there's so many, there's so many things. How did, he get, how did he get to this point? That dream, why would that dream show the planet? This is, the, this is another thing that doesn't make sense to me yet that I hope they explain. The Romulans seem to believe that there's a planet of synths. Mm-hmm. But Bruce Maddox clearly said that he created Soji and, and what was the other one? Uh, Dodge. Dodge. That he created Soji and Dodge. So if he created Soji and Dodge, why is there a planet of synths? Right. I, I don't understand. Like, they keep talking about, oh, we need to find their homeworld. It's like, what, what homeworld? Isn't the homeworld Bruce Maddox's lab <laughs> on Earth? Yeah, something's going on here. And, and I would be, I, I'm not even a big Star Trek fan. I enjoy the series. It's just, I would be pissed if I was a Star Trek fan to find out that all this Bruce Maddox backstory will be covered in a comic or some bullshit like that, you know, like right, yeah. Uh, but so far, Star Trek Picard is like I said, it's not, it's not bad. It's just like I mean, I would also love to know like how Seven of Nine went from woman who is, was probably going to go to Starfleet, who was a scientist, who was in a relationship with Chakotay, who had this like friends and family, to a ranger. <laughs> who, who who kills people, <laughs> who murders people in revenge. Yeah, like, this This all kind of better... Like, uh, first off, the Seven of Nine backstory, that will definitely be covered in, like, a comic or a novel or something. I can definitely see that. Or maybe a throw, yeah. a couple of throwaway sentences in season two, because... Yeah, like, her, her relationship with Icheb was co- was covered in Voyager. Like, that. that's all established, mm-hmm. you know, um... You haven't seen Voyager, but but essentially they rescue Seven of Nine at the beginning of the fourth season, and then I think in the in the sixth season they rescue some Borg children, and Echeb is one of them, and he kind of becomes a kind of Wesley Crusherish kind of character. Um, on you know he's a teenager, and and he's in, he's in several episodes, and then he's there until the they make it back to Earth, and so. You can totally understand that, yeah, Seven of Nine was pretty much their mentor. You can understand that she's like the mother to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any other. They, they find his family, but it doesn't work out very well. So she, he, she is essentially his mother, and, and he, he is essentially her son. Like, they're both ex-Borg. They, can, they understand each other. They have that connection. It's, that's all explained. Right. You know? But how Seven got to being a ranger i don't know well that will be in the comic it's a good story for another, another <laughs> time uh How, where that lightsaber come from <laughs> they're just setting up a lot of these like questions and they're not really they're not even answering li- little bits and pieces of it like like watchmen did they're just setting up a lot of stuff and just yeah. moving way too fast and not taking the time to give us even a little bit of backstory and i get that the show is called star trek picard but I would like to know the whole situation. Not to mention, when we left off in Deep Space Nine, the Tal Shiar, the head of the Tal Shiar, was a, a Federation spy type slash ally. Like Section Thirty One was actively working yeah. with the head of the Tal Shiar. Yeah. 
to the point where they fake yeah. the director of the of Section Thirty One's death to like solidify the head of the Tal Shiar is the main guy, like in there. So yeah. I, uh, this is this is. Mm. I mean, first of all, there's there's a lot of. I mean, I I could go on a long list of like Star Trek plot holes that like <laughs> plot threads that they've never wrapped up. I mean. We never find like in in the first or second season of, of of the next generation, there are these symbiotes that like take over the Federation and they and they end up uh, like they go to Starfleet and they end up realizing that all the admirals have been taken over, and they 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 kill this they kill this alien, but it, but not before it sends out a, a a homing beacon, you know, telling their kind to like come. And it's never, they, they still haven't come. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, or like I say, Tom Riker, you know, where did V'ger come from? There, there, there's, there's all these sorts of, there's all sorts of these, you know, dangling prop, plots that, you know, but that'll never, ever be apparently answered. You know, they, they could, they could somewhat answer this in like, in Discovery. I mean, the, how they kind of answered, um... The whole thing about the tran the transporter in the- in the queen's chamber, like mm-hmm, they could do yeah. it like that. I will say this though, um, <clears throat> I was looking this up uh, in regards to Deep Space Nine because I was curious as to what happens to the female changeling. Um, she just gets arrested, uh, yeah. right? But apparently, the story continues in the Star Trek Online video game, where apparently she dies and she's stabbed by uh, a former alien that they created before the uh, Gem Hadar. And like the the story continues, like like Garrick, who's my favorite character from Deep Space Nine, yeah, he yeah. goes on to be like a like a diplomat to to Cardassia to the Federation. Like the story kind of does continue on in a way, and uh, yeah, I kind of hope they do fix a lot of the, these plot holes. And because I'd be interested, that sounds interesting as hell. Like uh, there's a there's a whole parasite going around that sends a homing homing beacon back to their own species. Yeah, yeah, never covered again. Or or Tasha Yar's Romulan daughter from a different timeline that that like entered our timeline. She's never brought back again. I mean, there's all sorts of weird things. <laughs> there's a lot of shit going on here. Holy fuck! You you know about Tasha Yar's like Romulan daughter from a different time, like the, different. You got time right? travel, mirror universes, like sim, like goddamn. Man, that's a great episode of Star Trek. Where, where Tasha Yar returns, man, it's a good one. Okay, <laughs> just... but overall, Preston, I, I episode five was was okay, was fine. I just felt this. I felt a little empty because it just feels like they just threw in seven of nine for like nostalgia purposes. Episode six yeah. felt like as though nothing really happened, but stuff I feel, did. I feel like I feel like unless they bring back seven of nine again, I'm going to be, feel very disappointed that that the seven of nine plot happened. Mm. Um, there was no point in it other than to, to, hey, remember your, your, your fond memories of Seven of Nine? Well, we've smashed them. <laughs> you know, we've brought, we've brought back Jordy. He's now a mass murderer. <laughs> you know, we've put, you know, like, oh, I guess, oh, fuck. They've never explained how Wesley got back for, Wesley Crusher got back with the Traveler. They never Dude, explained you're, that. you're gonna, oh. you're gonna, you're gonna kill yourself over this crap. I know, I know. But these last two episodes, but, eh, if they don't start explaining shit soon, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm gonna be in. But we don't have many episodes left. We got. Four. We're, we're, we're six episodes, we got four episodes left. So they're gonna run, uh, we got Riker and Troy. Any more cameos besides Riker and Troy? Um, 
unless 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 they use the de-aging process and bring back Captain Kirk because the Romulans and Borg teamed up. I have no idea. I don't think I think that's it. I I I, I mean I'm just saying from the from the preview. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Like like Guinan ain't coming back. Not this season, at least. She's confirmed. For oh the next yeah, that's season. another. That's another. I'm sorry. How Guinan and Q know each other? That's a huge plot. Oh yeah, that was never. That was never ever gone into. Q fears Guinan, and yet we we know we have no idea why. Never. Expected. I, I like I said last time. I I want a reappearance of Q. That that would be interesting. I I want Q to come back. I want uh, Guinan to Guinan coming back in season two. That's confirmed. Um, okay, so they've already renewed a, se- a second season. Yes, I think so. Okay, okay. So okay. we better get some answers soon. Otherwise, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. This is this is getting a little too out of control. It's getting out of hand. We need we need some concrete <laughs> answers. Otherwise, fuck, man, I'm about to just dip on this show. It's funny. It's funny though. I almost feel like like they should sit down. I mean, granted, there's there's hundred and sixty some episodes of of. Of Next Generation and, and Deep Space Nine and Voyager, like each, mm-hmm. each. So, I mean, so I'm asking a lot because it's like you're talking about, you know, nearly 500 episodes of Star Trek. Um, but it's like I kind of want them to go through those episodes and be like, okay, what plot threads have we not, like, closed? Oh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like they're going to close. I feel like they have to bring back, they have to mention lore. Like I feel like they have to just based on the subject matter. Well, right. They we they brought back data for that one dream sequence, so they kind of have to, I guess. They've got the actor. Why not use them? Right. Because they they dismantle lore in in the in the Hugh episode where he comes back, and then you know we never we never find out what happens to lore. You you'd think that Bruce Maddox would be very interested in getting a hand getting his hands on lore. Considering he had a positronic matrix as well, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, or maybe it's a season two. There's a, there's a lot of we'll sees here. I'm getting getting quite upset with this. I I, I want some more fucking <laughs> answers. Like this is getting a little no, too. But, but but hold on. But weren't you also a little? I mean, okay. I'm 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 not being fair. But I was like, weren't in the middle of 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 Watchmen. We were pretty nervous that they weren't going to wrap everything up. And for the most part, they wrapped everything up. For the most part, yeah. They they left out two things, like like Lube Man, which if you if you if you know yeah. how to look on the HBO website, that kind of wraps that up in a sense. And the Owl, which he's in prison, whatever. Yeah. That that's that's basically all you need to know. I mean, and so now I will. I'm not going to say that like the writing team for Picard is as talented as the writing team for Watchmen, <laughs> but but I'm saying that they do have the time. They do have the time to wrap everything up. Considering that the main plot is going pretty slow, right? Because mm-hmm. the main plot the main plot is Jean Luc has to rescue Soji and un, and uncover the the Romulan conspiracy, right? That's that's a pretty slow moving plot. They can do that. Well, but, but here's the thing, though. Let me ask you this before we wrap up the podcast. Do you want this whole Romulan, Soji, Destroyer, Borg plot going into the next season? I kind of want something new. I'm, I'm, uh, this is kind of already wearing me out and kind of like I'm, I'm kind of getting bored of it already. I don't want this protruding into the next season. Hmm. I kind of feel like at the end of the season, they will have solve that and Soji will be like a member of the crew. Mm. Right? 
and then then he'll have his ship and they'll have a, a new adventure for the next the next season. I don't know how they're gonna forgive the woman for killing Bruce Maddox. Yeah, that they're probably gonna replace her with Soji, maybe. Eh? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's like they've you know they spent half the season assembling the crew. I mean, I guess every every episode pretty much they they get somebody right. Yeah. Second episode, he, yeah. The, the the captain, yeah. Mm. The doctor, the, the Elron. And then I guess they got Soji. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll El, see. We'll uh, see. This whole season's about assembling the Elnor, crew. who was set up as a badass. Elnor. Why did I call him Elron? <laughs> Elron for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I think so. Elnor, who they set up as a badass, then gets kind of captured. I believe he's captured. I thought I saw it in the previews that he was captured. So, uh-huh. oh, maybe. But the, the, it went dark, and then he's like. Doesn't he say something like "Stay behind um, me"? We'll call them off for a few minutes. Like, okay, yeah, or something. Or he tells them, tells everyone to 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 surrender. The character of Hugh kind of really grew on me. I really liked his interaction with Picard. I I really like Hugh. He might be my oh the act the actor is the actor has uh, does a really great yeah. I really like I really like Hugh. But uh, yeah, these last two episodes mm, they're okay. I just shit needs to start happening. Start explaining things more coherently, and and we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is this, you know, Picard, like, overall, it's a pretty good show. It's not excellent by any mm. means. It's not the dumpster fire. Red Letter Media makes it, yeah. The Red Letter Media makes it out to be. It's pretty good. It's got it's got a lot of fan service. It's exciting mm-hmm. um, at, at times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm into it. I'm fine with it. You know, it's, it's, it's but okay. it's a, it's a show that would be best served if they released the entire season in one go instead of one episode per week. Because that's what's kind of, kind of, that's what's kind of bothering me. Then we couldn't sit here and talk about it. You know? uh. <laughs> <laughs> Preston, uh, can we wrap this up? Sure thing, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on this. Uh, what did the guy call it? Picard cast. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Picard Cast. We'll join you next time uh, in March, actually, around March 13th, 14th, around there, for the next episode. We'll recover episode. Uh, we'll we'll um, go over episodes seven and eight. Uh, Preston, will you will you be there again for that? Of course, of course. Hopefully, the Westworld is coming. Uh, no, Westworld fucking is coming. Westworld! God damn it! Westworld, Westworld is coming. You mean the Matrix prequel? Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you wondering, yes, the referees, the referees. <laughs> for those of you you're wondering, we'll cover the expanse <laughs> eventually and Witcher podcast definitely. Fuck, there's so much. I just hope so he much. doesn't announce I'm going to so much shit for this. I just hope he doesn't announce Winds of Winter like tomorrow and then oh god, we're not even done with Fire and Blood. <laughs> Well, I mean, he might announce Winds of Winter, but it's not going to release anytime soon. He say that now. Watch what happens. He say that I now. Mean, well, I mean, at this point, at this point, even if he finished it tomorrow, like editing and everything, you know, going to the editor. Oh, bro, like, that that company, money. whoever he publishes with, that company is going to spend so much money making sure they can get it out of ASAP. They're going to put like out ASAP. Sure, but even with the Dance with Dragons, I think he he finished it in like April and it was released in July. Like you know, and that's that's like with maximum resources. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But uh, yeah, guys, once again, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.